0: Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate and, in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco.
1: All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us again today. I'd like to welcome my listeners in the United States and around the world. This is Good Morning New York Real Estate, and I am Vince Rocco. On our show today, U.S. real estate agents and lenders are bracing for the biggest housing crash in over a decade. Since the coronavirus spread and the American government shutting down the nation's economy, real estate reports are grim and show the U.S. housing market is facing considerable challenges amid the economic uncertainty. Buyer confidence is also changing. When and how will this reverse? What will be the comeback What will it look like? What will the new normal be in an industry that once boomed and took over the nation's pastime? There are so many sides to this projection and it's controversial and let's see where we go with this today. Also today, are the many activities that underline the real estate industry, from real estate agents, building and construction to title searches, are they essential services during this COVID-19 pandemic? This too is very controversial, at least in New York City. Our national panel is with me today, and we will discuss all of this and so much more as Good Morning New York gets underway on this Tuesday morning. We are coming to you live from all around our nation today, from Chicago, New York City, Atlanta, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. In the news this morning, new home building in the United States is down 22% in March amid the coronavirus outbreak. More is expected for April and May as numbers come in. U.S. home buying demand is down 25% in mid-April. The virus has also led to a surge in virtual tours of homes and apartments as real estate deals are being attempted to be made with social distancing. But as the coronavirus pandemic expands in the United States, economic activity has been encased And a block of ice, this according to Realtor.com. With consumers confined at home in most states, housing markets are feeling the chill. Home buying and the market in general enter 2020 on a very strong footing after years of struggling to meet new home demands. Finally, we were looking at a break in our business. Early, though, into the coronavirus outbreak, some builders were able to substitute imported building materials with U.S. alternatives, while sales switched to online channels, and workers still reported to job sites. But the deflated confidence in April marks the largest single-month change in the 35-year history of the index and the first negative reading since June of 2014. Only last month, builder sentiment stood at 72 points when low interest rates and a tight inventory still fended off some of the emerging adverse effects of the uh, coronavirus. As a result, all buildings in all new developments all around Manhattan, and we're gonna find out around the nation, has come to a halt. So that, of course, by the time we get back to doing regular business, who knows where we will be. Uh, As I said earlier today, we have a national uh, panel with us, Eric Zollinger from App Properties in Chicago, Kevin Delmar from Sotheby's International Realty Realty, uh, in San Francisco, the Denise Rosner from Compass in Los Angeles, Matthew Cohen, of course, from Halstead here in New York City, and Kevin Kilbride from Ansley, Atlanta. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. How is everybody today?
2: Good morning. Good morning.
1: Hello. Hello. Well, let's uh, let's get started with this complex uh, arena that we've been dealt with over the past, uh, it, it seems like, months. It's really only been, I think, last night, according to the news uh, talking heads, five weeks. It seems like a hell of a lot more. But Kevin, let me start with you in Atlanta. With the uh, infection rate rising and the death toll also rising, the governor of your state has recently, and against all of the local mayors and all of the cities and all of the towns, They disagree with him, but he's beginning to slowly open your city effective Friday. My question to you is, obviously, lots of people are in up in arms about that. Let's see if it lasts, but what is it going to do or how is it going to affect the local real estate market in Atlanta, or is it?
3: Um, I don't really think it's going to have much of an effect because though we've had the stay in place now for about four weeks, um, real estate has been an essential business, so real buyers um have been going out there agents have been spending time with buyers but not to the level of course that we've had you know just six weeks ago open houses have all have all uh ended uh, everyone's moving to virtual whether it's virtual showings virtual virtual uh visits um i don't really know to the extent of how governor kemp's uh change starting this weekend will actually affect us it just came down last night at about 5 o'clock, so we're waiting to see
1: um, how everyone's going to start uh, moving on this. You know, it's interesting. Despite all of that, you know, I was looking at some of the numbers, and more than four dozen listings have come onto the market uh, in the past 24 hours in Atlanta. So, you know, I have a, a concern with, with local agents here in New York City listing apartments that we really can't even show what is your feeling on listing all of these uh, available apartments or houses and not being able to show them? What, what, what is the the benefit there?
3: Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge because our supply has been short for a number of years. Um, and we still have people who either want to move or looking for opportunities or need to move. And, you know, it's that balance. So one of the things that I personally have found that um real buyers are out there and just the the lookers are kind of sitting off to the side so it's actually been a benefit in my business in terms of balancing my time um, in most cases I was just trying to you know slot people in on a weekend to get them out to to shop and we'd be looking at anywhere between six and eight houses a day and then shuffling to my next set of clients what I have seen now is that I'm having a balance it's it's I'm pre-qualifying all of my buyers, letting them look at a virtual listing, um, videos that most of the agents are producing. I'm saying, is this really the right fit? Instead of saying, okay, you control the amount of homes that we're going to see, I'm controlling it. I'm saying, okay, let's pick our best two or three. Um, And so that has been real effective in, in my business. And I've spoke to other agents. Some are saying the same thing. Some are saying they're completely dead. But for the most part, real estate has continued here in Atlanta, which I know is very, very different than most of um, the other cities in the United States.
1: And 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 you're a very top agent there, so I would assume that you are busy. But I like the fact I like the idea of shortlisting properties, so when you can get out there. And and look at stuff. Hopefully, eventually, uh, that'll work in your favor. Uh, Eric in Chicago, your company at properties did nine point six billion dollars in business last year. And just before we went on the air, I was asking you about your company. Uh, that's a tremendous amount of business, and uh, I think you're the number one company out there in sales volume for 2019. Uh, and there's also been a jump in contract signing in early March of this year, just before the lockdown mm-hmm. took place. What? Does your company forecast then for the balance of this year, uh, or the balance of the next quarter? And how many of those contracts that were signed in early March do you believe are going to get actually closed sometime this year? We can't put a time frame on it.
4: Well, we we don't have a crystal ball, right? But for the most part, like like Atlanta, we are con- considered essential workers, um, where you know buyers want to close and sellers that need to sell are you know we we are able to um get our work done although it's a new climate uh some of you may have seen my instagram account yesterday i was i was able to put an apartment on the market on friday afternoon and literally within 24 hours i had three requests to show and so our sellers they're they want to sell they're not desperate but um we did two showings with live people yesterday only four people are permitted at a time in a residence, you have to have latex gloves on. You have to have masks. You know, it's like your Doogie Howser going into surgery. And uh, So you are
1: allowed You are allowed to go out and actually physically show?
4: You are if it's deemed um, important enough, meaning these aren't look-sees on a Sunday afternoon. These are people that have already gone online. They've gone through the virtual tour. They are serious buyers. That's one thing I, I will say. This climate brings out those people that are serious and wanting to purchase, not just people like, oh, let's see what we're going to do this afternoon.
1: Yeah, Uh, we are considered essential here in New York City also. But with that comes the caveat that they still do not want us to physically leave our apartments, go to an office, or even show, uh, Kevin in San Francisco. Spring is usually your most active selling season in your city, and often you see the highest median sale prices of the year, similar to New York City here, due to both the level of buyer demand. I guess you know over the winter time people get all pent up to want to buy, and the seasonal surges in the luxury market. What is your marketplace seeing as we are complete uh, as we completed uh, uh, March and into half of, of April, and what is the projection? Uh, due to COVID-19 or its effect on your marketplace going forward?
5: So I can say just anecdotally, we went into this with six properties in contract, all but one of them has now closed escrow. Um, That one, the buyers got cold feet and pulled out. Um, We've gotten two new properties in the contract, also with um, uh, buyers that were real and motivated. And we can do showings here um, with a maximum of one agent and two clients in a home if it doesn't work virtually. Oh, you um, can. Okay. Our our summer slows down typically a lot due to the fog that we have, which blocks views if you're showing view properties, uh, and a lot of people take advantage of summer for travel. I think that we are now considering the fact that most people won't be traveling much this summer. Um, So the pent-up demand from spring may actually drive our summer market, which tends to be a lot slower, especially in the months of July and August. Um, We're all kind of taking bets on what is going to be lifted with shelter in place. Um, But we've been a central service since the beginning of April. And I know, you know, not just myself, but the agents I talk to are out there with real clients doing showings right now.
1: Um what what does your inventory look like these days is it increasing like i saw in Atlanta or is it kind of just leveling off it's gone or down. actually declining
5: It's gone down significantly um you know we have kind of a split inventory between condos and you know luxury high rises here and single family homes kind of like half between New York and, and some of the suburbs The single family homes have been selling a lot better and more easily because of access, whereas a lot of the luxury condo towers, probably similar to New York, they don't want you getting in there and sharing elevators with their residents. So that inventory has
1: really dropped off. All right, we're going to take a break. Good morning. New York is just getting underway on this Tuesday morning. Don't go away. We will come right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Streaming
0: live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
6: Hi, this is James Nelson. I'm a huge fan of Vince's show and I'd like to invite you all now to listen to my show on the Voice America Network. Real Estate Investing Live from New York. I will teach you everything you need to know about investing and operating commercial real estate. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of TV and radio shows that deal with investing in the stock market and yet almost none that cover exclusively commercial real estate. This is not a get-rich-quick or how-to-flip-home shows. I will teach you step-by-step how to source, acquire, improve, and profit from commercial real estate. Please tune in live to the Voice America Business Channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific.
7: Thank you. At Halstead we know that what moves you is important. We are all about the power of transformation. We are revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you.
8: I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life
1: Now, back to the show. Okay, everybody. We are back, and we are here with um, Denise Rosner from uh, Los Angeles, Matthew Cohen from Halstead, Kevin Delmore from Sotheby's International Realty in San Francisco, Eric Zollinger from App Properties, and Kevin Kilbride from Ashley, Atlanta. Uh, Denise, I just wanted to ask you quickly before we get into some other stuff. Your mayor recently uh, went on uh, and said he was going to suspend rent and mortgage payments for LA residents and wants um, national or federal help with that, what is the feeling on the ground with agents and or or tenants and homeowners? Anything in particular?
2: Well, I can tell you the general feeling from tenants um, as I'm in touch with some of my clients. It's been difficult because even though uh, if you've been impacted by COVID-19, you do have an opportunity to suspend your rent payments, the landlords are still crying um, that how are they supposed to be paying their mortgages so on paper uh, it sounds you know like a like a great policy to get everybody through it but I think in practice we're seeing some difficulty
1: Matthew Cohen in New York City so we are the hardest hit probably in all of the largest cities in our nation obviously for sheer numbers and density and 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 a lot of other things. What has become of the market, at least from your eyes, in the last five weeks? I mean, we started in March, we started the year on a very positive you know, upward projection, and then all of a sudden we came crashing down. What are you seeing these days?
9: So similar to Kevin in San Francisco, I mean, our inventory is just, you know, slashed in half. A lot of people, including myself, you know, took listings off the market because before we even spoke about virtual showings, you know, we, we definitely felt like it wasn't a good use of time. It was, you know, we felt like it was a better use of time to almost speak to other parts of the market with clients, either new clients or or existing clients, kind of talking them through different aspects of the process. Um, You know, that being said, New York is very, it's a tough place to be right now. I mean, you know, it's very heavily hit. People are very, very scared and nervous. And even though they're proud to be New Yorkers, and, and they're proud to, you know. Be from the city, they're also listening to de Blasio and Cuomo very, very strictly. So, you know, people are not showing, brokers are not, you know, we're not even allowed to show. I mean, even though we're deemed essential by the state, technically, the real estate board in New York has been very strict with us that they don't want us being, you know, out and about with people. They really want us staying home and trying to do almost everything virtually.
1: Yeah. All right. So uh, and it seems like it, it it's a little different in a lot of the cities. Uh, the corona pandemic has led to a ballooning, obviously, of unemployment in the United States and in all of our cities. And construction has been paused, as I said at the top of the show, across the country and a lot of new development buildings. Governors in many states, including the northeastern part of the country, have extended their orders for staying at home into mid-May. I think May 15th right now is the order. But the the gossip behind the scenes, it's going to go much longer than that. What does your states What uh, does your states look like, and the amount of cases and the amount of deaths? Los Angeles, Denise, tell us about LA for a little bit here.
2: Well, I can tell you that uh, fifty three out of the fifty eight counties in California have been impacted, and LA has the most cases out of those counties at just under ninety five hundred. Uh, California, uh, in general, as a state, as of Sunday had just over 24,000 infection cases and 731 deaths. Which is I'm hearing
1: crazy. that you guys haven't yet hit your peak. I mean, you you started out you know, before we did here in New York and then you slowly climbed. We absolutely hit our peak or plateau, but I hear the other day from Governor Newsom that you have not. So what is the projection there? Do you know? Because I don't know when they project the peak in, in Los Angeles County.
2: I I don't know. There are different schools of thought on that. As you were saying, our safer at home order right now uh, is to go to May 15th. But there are a lot of thoughts that it's probably going to go into the summer.
1: Evan, how about San Francisco? Uh, What are your stats look like? And what uh, what is have you hit your plateau or are you almost there? It seems that
5: we have. Um, we were, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area was the first in the nation, it's my understanding, that went into shelter in place. So yeah. our you know, mayor here in the city, along with um, six surrounding counties that make up the Bay Area, uh, first did the shelter in place um, in early March. Uh, at this point, as of yesterday, my understanding is that um, San Francisco has a total of about 1,150 cases um, but the death toll is only at 20, which is a, a very small fraction of the 40,000 yeah. total in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and the Bay Area death toll is, is at 197. Um, just from friends of mine that work in the medical field here, I know that they were ramping up about a month ago for this big onslaught that never really came. So our, our hospital workers are actually pretty well prepared and in, in good shape right now.
1: Kevin, what does Atlanta look like from a statistics perspective?
3: So as of yesterday, uh, we the the state has just over 18,000 cases with 687 deaths. But when we look at the Atlanta metro area, which includes about eight counties, um, that number a little bit lower. It's only uh, 5,184 cases and 155 deaths. So we, we went into shelter in place. Uh, the mayor took the lead over the governor on March 20th and put a shelter in place in Atlanta. And then Governor Kemp did it, I I wanna say like a week later. Eric, Chicago.
4: Yes, so we are looking at, for the entire state, uh, 31,508 cases, which is up in the last 24 hours, 1,151. We've had 59 deaths in the last 24 hours for a total of 1,290. When we start looking at just uh, Cook County, which is Chicago, um, 67% of all Illinois cases are in Cook County. So that's 21,184 cases with 915 deaths total. Um, uh, It's... As far as Governor Pritzker's stay-at-home order, as of right now, or I should say, as of yesterday afternoon, we're still at April thirtieth. So he said he's going to continue to look at the data and find out, uh, you know, in the next coming in in the coming days, if it'll be extended or not. Um, I have to say, Mayor Lightfoot here in Chicago has been fantastic. Uh, there's all these memes on staying at home. Um, With her in different areas and she she shut down the lakefront very early on all the public parks So, you know, people here in Chicago have taken it very seriously
1: Let's talk a little bit about the stay at home uh, or the stay in place or the work from home environment We're all doing things that we're not used to. I mean, obviously as real estate agents We have the opportunity to work from home work from anywhere at any given point in time not necessarily, you know nine to five in the office But, you know, once you're forced to do something, it then all of a sudden takes on its own meaning. How are you guys dealing with the uh, work from home not being, in most cases, not being able to go out and show or, in, in a lot of cases, not being able to go to an office? Matt, how is that working for you?
9: I mean, it's, it's difficult, you know, I think that we all, we all can agree that when people hear what our job is like, their first thing is, oh, I'm so jealous that you get to work from home. I'm so jealous that you're your own boss. You work remotely. And I always tell people, bite your tongue because I've never, I never worked as much as I, I always have as a real estate agent in any other career. Um, but, you know, having said that, working remotely is very hard, at least for me, in one small place, you know, all the time. Like, you know, we're, we're on our feet a lot showing we're out and about, you know, on a typical day before this all started. If I chose to work from home, if I was able to work from home one day, I would, you know, have a few hours during the morning, say, and then I'd have a few showings or, or you know, be out and about or, and then go to the office for a little bit, like it it changes it up when, when you're in an apartment or now I'm, I'm upstate in the Catskills in a small house, you know, it gets a little confining and then it it almost gets to you a little bit, but that's just me.
1: All right. We're going to go to break. We'll be back in a few seconds. Uh, Stay with us. Don't go away stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain
0: firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion
6: counts VoiceAmerica.com. hi this is james nelson i'm a huge fan of vince's show and i'd like to invite you all now to listen to my show on the voice america network real estate investing live from new york i will teach you everything you need to know about investing and operating commercial real estate There are hundreds, if not thousands of TV and radio shows that deal with investing in the stock market and yet almost none that cover exclusively commercial real estate. This is not a get rich quick or how to flip home shows. I will teach you step by step how to source, acquire, improve and profit from commercial real estate. Please tune in live to the Voice America Business Channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m.
7: Pacific. Thank you. At Halstead we know that what moves you is important. We are all about the power of transformation. We are revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you.
8: I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life.
0: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at one 866 472 That's 1-866-472-5788 now back to the show.
1: All right, everybody, we are back. Kevin Delmore from um, uh, San Francisco. So working from home, as I said earlier, before the break, you know, a lot of us get a chance to do that from time to time, but how is it affecting uh, you or is it affecting you now that we are pretty much being asked to do this?
2: Well, my no suits are getting
5: very dusty. Um, <laughs> 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 um, you know, I think that we've been in this, what we Five weeks now. the yeah. The first few weeks of this um, was shocking. I think for everyone. So I joked with friends that you know my job quickly changed from what usually was about fifty fifty therapist to salesperson went up yeah. to like ninety five five to therapy. Um, you know, especially for our sellers who maybe hadn't quite hit the market, but their place was vacant and they were ready to go. We're just like, what's happening? The sky is falling and how are we going to get through this? So working from home switched to a lot of phone calls going, you know, from morning to night for those first few weeks. Yeah. Um, As we're starting to shift, I think it's getting back into what looks more like our regular business. Um, I think, um, Kevin in Atlanta was talking about qualifying buyers though, and that is definitely taking more time. So, you know, we used to go out, maybe see eight properties, then narrow it down to a few that we like and start doing due diligence. That's kind of flipping now. So we will ask for the disclosure package, run comps and do all of that before we even look at a property. And so all of that's taking up a lot of time where you're conversing with buyers, either on these Zoom or FaceTime calls, um, looking through disclosure packages and then actually seeing a place and deciding if we want to present an offer.
1: Yeah, actually, I was going to say, and based on what Kevin and Atlanta was saying earlier, you know, it sounds like we're, we're starting to maybe get into newer habits that I think will you know, work well for us going forward. Uh, Kevin Kilbride, let me go to you, uh, though. What agents are saying that the people who are selling right now are the ones who have to sell and that it's an essential part of, you know, their 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 day or their week or their lives. Uh, who is actually selling right now? Forget the fact that they're they're, you know, um, I should say list versus sell. Who is listing right now? And and who are the buyers uh, out there in the marketplace that are actively looking when they know they really can't see physically properties?
7: So let's start I with think- the
1: sellers. Um,
3: sellers, I think that the current sellers are people who are looking for an opportunity or maybe found another opportunity. Um, the people that definitely are in, in, uh, in the middle of a transfer. I've, I've had a number of those, uh, people who want to move for particular reasons. If they were thinking maybe just as the spring market, it's a good time to put it on the market. They're stepping back right now, but I'll give you a great example. I have a neighbor, uh, that a house came around, uh, came up around the corner that was the ideal situation for them. It has a pool, it's a little bit bigger. Um, they called me up and they said, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take the plunge and we're gonna put a an offer on the home, no contingency to sell. Uh, we got it, we went in aggressive, full price offer. Uh, we turned around and we it took us about 10 days uh, to get their house ready with photographs and marketing. We put it on the market. I expected it to go the first weekend in a normal market. It took us 10 days, but we got a near uh, full price offer. So again, in Atlanta, it's a lot different than from what I'm hearing in other places around the United States. We're continuing to move. Um, our inventory was, was really shallow to begin with. Um, so we are seeing the movements happen. Um, I did see people pause for the first two weeks. And then once we got past the, uh, the first two weeks, and really, I felt like the thaw happened last week where we're getting more people out um, post the Easter, Passover holiday. People are like, okay, we need to move on with our lives. But like I said earlier, they're taking a slightly different approach to,
1: to them listing and buying. Eric, uh, do you see, or are you seeing, and not necessarily in your business, but you know across the board in your company, are you seeing deals fall apart? Uh, all good intentions beginning of March end of February going into contract, wanting to you know make a deal and wanting to move upgrade, downgrade whatever. but are you so, seeing deals fall apart and for what reason are they falling apart?
4: you know I, I will echo the sentiment those first two weeks that we were in shelter in place, everyone just paused and I, I felt like life kind of went to a standstill. Everybody was doing <clears throat> webinars and seeing what they could learn online. Now people have have settled into a routine. They realize that life will go on and there will be life after COVID. Um, And there's opportunities in every market. So if you're willing to sell and put your apartment on the market in a time where you really don't have much other competition, um, I, I happen to live in the West Loop, which is one of the hottest neighborhoods in Chicago. Uh, Think of it as the meatpacking district. It's where Google is. It's where all the big tech companies are. uh, It's where the most development is happening in the city. And so um, we decided that we wanted to put our apartment on the market now. And it's, you know, in every market, proper pricing is key. Mm -hmm. So if you're pricing right at market, not above market, because now if you put something on at an elevated price, there's no way you're going to sell. But if you price right at the market, I mean, that's why we were able to get three, three serious buyers within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And then we have another showing today. Um, when you look at uh, as far as people buying, this is a great opportunity because if a buyer is out there and they're serious, sellers are willing to, you know, sell at a realistic price. Now, that said, I've talked to a couple new developments here <clears throat> in my neighborhood and of course, <laughs> people will always try to seize that opportunity and take advantage of it. So two of my friends that are selling competing new developments, they had bottom feeders come in almost immediately and say, oh, well, I want to buy. And even though the building may be a year out, they were getting people putting in 20 to 30% off ask. And you know, that's when you just have to be kind and be nice and say thank you, but no thank you, and you know try to keep them engaged for when their uh, mindsets come back to reality. So
1: I was on a call with the head of our uh, our marketing uh, division, a new development marketing division, the other day, and you know he is saying that you know they're discussing with a lot of our uh, developers that they should be taking or be interested in taking. Anywhere from two to five percent as a down payment these days to make a deal. You know, the the ten percent right now is not going to happen. We'll talk a little bit later about you know the the price of new development. But uh, Denise in Los Angeles, uh, what are the buyers looking at uh, as far as prices are concerned? Are they coming in with very very low bids, or are they understanding? Uh, you know. What they need to understand, as far as the price, if the price is set properly. If it's not set properly, then there's always room, as Eric said, you know, for an adjustment. What are they looking at today?
2: Well, that's exactly right. <clears throat> I think what the buyers are looking at right now, if you know, if the mm. amount of escrows that have been happening in closing or any indication, uh, buyers are still paying very close to the asking price, if not, in some cases, even over. Uh, when this first started, um, a lot of sellers pulled their listings. As of just last week, new escrows were down only 10%. So, we are still seeing um, a fair amount of activity.
1: Yeah. Matthew, what's happening in New York City in the new development arena? You play in that as well as the uh, resale side of uh, sales and, 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 and rentals. So, what, uh, what's going on in new development? Every
9: kind of similar to what Eric was saying, like all my friends who are, you know, selling new developments in the city, including myself and yourself, there's, it's definitely very different than resales with regards to the market right now during coronavirus. We, you know, for the blanket of resales in the city, most people will say they're very quiet. You know, they, that, I mean, there's like, if you had a hundred percent activity before this, you're maybe at, you know, five to 10% right now. Whereas in new developments, we're, I mean, this afternoon, I have three virtual showings in a row at my new development. You know, we have a lot going on because we're already selling something that is not done. So we can present it almost similarly that we would before all this just done virtually. It's much easier to say to someone, hey, let me take you through our, our model and our finishes and our floor plans, you know, and our brochure and marketing deck. Because the you know building is still mid construction, as opposed to I'm selling one apartment in a building that's been there for a hundred yeah. years pre-war. Yeah. You know they want to see the view, they want to see you know the building. It's very very different.
1: Kevin Gilbride, what does the uh, new development uh, marketplace uh, look like in Atlanta? Is there a lot of new bills? I mean, obviously right now construction is halted, but is there a lot of new bills prior to this? And how is it faring today?
3: So I'm really not in a position to to speak so much on that because I deal mostly in resales. But in terms of new builds,
1: there are more cranes around the city than I've ever seen in the 20 years I've been here. I know. <laughs> oh, cranes are a great. fixture, I think, of every skyline in every city of this country, which is not a bad thing. But let's please get back to that. I want to talk a little bit about the interest for a lot of people to leave big cities and to relocate to rural areas and away from these large cities. This, according to a study by Redfin. Now, we all remember after or post 9-11, when people were frightened to be in New York City, Eric, you were in New York City at the time, Denise, you were in yes. New York City at the time, uh, Matthew, of course, you know, uh, and probably Kevin from uh, San Francisco, I don't remember when you said you left, but these are times when people start thinking about, well, you know, the city is too big, the city is too expensive, I can't deal with this anymore, I have kids, this, you know, one tragedy after the next. I'm moving to the suburbs. How real is that in each of your cities? Kevin, in San Francisco, anybody or anyone in your book of business or friend's business that says, hey, you know, when this is all said and done, I'm selling my property and I'm going to move to the country, wherever the country is in your locale.
5: So not yet. Like Theoretically, I would think the same thing. Um, And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens to our restaurant and theater and kind of entertainment industry because that's such a big draw to city living. Um, A big piece of our our portfolio of clients is also pied-à-terre owners. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to that second home market in our city. Um, But for the time being, most of the people that I have that are searching for their primary residence here have not let up on that. They've just kind of paused it until they can get back to normal and, and start, you know, going to open houses or at least seeing things by appointment with a little less anxiety.
1: Denise, how about L.A.? A lot of people Um, running down to Palm Springs and wanting to to plant themselves (laughs) in Palm Springs.
2: (laughs) I would like to. I'll tell you. Yeah, no
1: kidding. Me too.
2: Um, you, You know, I don't know that we're seeing so much of that. I was actually speaking to a colleague of mine yesterday who's a stager. Um, And he said that two of the properties that he just had to pull his staging out of because they unexpectedly went into escrow were purchased by New Yorkers. Mm. So go figure. Is L.A. considered a suburb to New York?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some would say yes, (laughs) you know. I've always considered a place that I'd like to be. Uh, Eric, so in Chicago, you know, are people thinking about potentially relocating after this crisis, this health crisis, to areas that are less vulnerable uh, so in it's, the Chicago area?
4: What's interesting about this time, you know, having lived in New York during nine eleven and Sandy and and the recession, being here during COVID, being on lots of wet webinars with, with colleagues from around the country, um, I think what this does because you you're going to be able to find people that are more committed to staying in the city or or like okay this is it we're ready to go. What I think this does it's giving validity and momentum to thoughts that were already there that this disaster or this situation is providing a catalyst with which to move on an idea they already had. Um, you know we're we're in our homes now and either you like your home or you are now hate your home. So you uh, want to find a better space, whether that's you know, in the same community or, or just outside. I, I don't think it's going to necessarily change any opinions. I think it's just going to add momentum to what somebody already was thinking to begin with.
1: Yeah, I, I think the same thing. Uh, you know, for example, Matthew is in the Catskills. I'm upstate New York with family uh, out of the city uh, you know, do I want to permanently leave the city? No, uh, but there are times. You know, I have to say that. You know, it runs through my mind like, well, maybe life is a little simpler, uh, and not have to worry about you know X or Y. Kevin, uh, in Atlanta, you know, I, you know, you've got a lot of beautiful suburbs right around the downtown area of Atlanta. You know, that area happens to be one of my favorite places in the South. Do people uh, think about this? Uh, I don't know how many people actually live in downtown Atlanta compared to, I mean, Dunwoody and Chamberlain and all those wonderful buckhead. What do people think about uh, these days with, with this onset of uh, health crisis? So we've not really seen any knee-jerk reactions
3: at this point. Um, so whatever I'm going to say is probably a little bit more of a gut feeling. I yeah. think the biggest change that um, mm-hmm. is going to impact us post uh COVID nineteen is going to be in the commercial space. I think that yeah. now that everybody is working from home, that's you're a good see point. A lot yeah. of companies say, you know what, we can continue this. Our traffic in Atlanta is is absolutely horrendous. Um, we've seen a growth. Um, I was just looking at some statistics. We're just a little bit over six million uh, people. We're expected to be at eight million by twenty. 40, I think it was, yeah. um, our growth pattern, and we still don't have the infrastructure when it comes to transportation, like a big city like New York or San Francisco or Chicago. So I don't really think that we're going to see people wanting to move out of the city per se, um, but I do think that we're going to have a change uh, in our world. And, and as a real estate professional, I'm jokingly say to people, now's a great time to upgrade your house because you are going to need, you know, the work from home environment on even some of my newest listings if I even get a small nook in a house I'm putting house cards that just hey hey this would make a great home uh home office so I think we're going to see some 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 changes but I think if we look a little bit about history people tend to to go back to the way they were um so we'll just see post uh, COVID-19 what, what will really happen
1: yeah. I mean, here in New York, you know, up 9-11, post 9-11, I mean, there was a massive exodus. You know, the Hamptons became populated with full-time residents, upstate New York, whatever. Lots of those people stayed, but most of them came back uh, because I think once you cycle through a crisis like that, uh, that was a terrorist attack. So that was a little, it was scary uh, in, a, in a whole different way, but a lot of people came back or what I had found a lot of people just had dual residence and and started going back and forth. Those who originally had summer homes made them their permanent home or more permanent than others. Anyway, uh, before we go to break, just a word from our sponsors. Right now, everyone is spending most of their days on social media, so it is a perfect time for real estate brokers to get in front of their sphere of influence. Very Social is here to help you engage your audience sensitively and yet powerfully in these unprecedented times. You do not need to go silent or to be too serious, but rather be empathetic and think of the needs of your customers. It's not business as usual for anyone right now, so we recommend pivoting from your typical marketing messages. Instead, emphasize the personal connection of social media and engage your audience with messages of compassion and have fun with it. Very social can help you create a plan of action to post timely meaningful content on your behalf. They are offering a free consultation when you mention my show, Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Be very social, be part of the conversation. For more information, you can call weareverysocial.com or go to weareverysocial.com website or call 561-405-0945. We are live from all of our hometowns today. We are coming back after these messages. Please don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
7: At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you.
8: I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life.
0: Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll free in North America at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Now, back to the show.
1: Right, everybody, we are back. The segment for our last segment, we're here with Eric Zollinger from At Properties, Kevin Delmar from Sotheby's International Real Estate in San Francisco. Uh, Eric is in Chicago. Denise Rosner, Los Angeles Compass. Matthew Cohen, of course, Halstead here in New York City, and Kevin Kilbride, Ansley Atlanta uh, in Atlanta. So y- you guys are great, and you're going to have come back in another couple of weeks because uh, I think this is a great show. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about social media. Following that that uh, that ad. You'll more likely stand out from your competitors with a positive message on social media. This, according to Forbes.com, in a recent column they wrote, practitioners have access to more social media tools than ever before as the market shifts during the COVID-19 pandemic. And How we advance our own personal businesses and brands once this is over will depend on the quality of the message we invest in with our message. How are you branding yourself? sharing real estate market news, if there's anything to share right now, and what is the message you're trying to send to your followers in a period of time where, for the most part, real estate is on pause? Matthew.
9: yeah, I think this is a very touchy subject, actually, recently. And, um, you know, I'm part of a of a group of younger agents in, in New York who are kind of, you know, who are in that top sphere, but, but we're still under 40. And, you know, we all were talking about how a lot of agents have the tendency to overpost about work, overpost about real estate. And, and it almost drives people away. And I've always been, you know, I've always tried to make my social media, just who I am, you know, very much about real estate, about my family, you know, about my friends, very, very authentic. And in a time like this, I think you just have to be very careful about posting about real estate and, and your success and things that are not emotional because, you know, we are going through things that are, that are hard. We're going through something that is killing people and, and that is really hurting our nation for the long term. And people react badly if they see see something that is not, you know, either emotional or at least showing that you care. So we were talking about how we actually think this is a really good time to just show people out there, you know, who you are, what you're doing, you know, don't be, don't make it about work because honestly, this pandemic shouldn't be about work. And if, if it, you want to make it about work, do it in an authentic way.
1: I agree. Denise, I see a lot of your, um, what I consider very um, solid real estate postings that are you know, relevant to when you need to post them. What are your thoughts these days on overexposure or, or even underexposure?
2: Well, I think at the end of the day, balance is key. My first few uh, postings out and newsletters when this started, um, I was adamant that I didn't want any of my listings to be featured at the bottom. I didn't want it to be salesy. I didn't want it to have Anything to do with real estate. It was about sending the message: we are in this together. Here's some things you can do while you're working from home. Here's some projects: how you can keep your kids busy, etc. I think now, um, because business is still happening and people are sort of settling into place, it's a matter of finding a balance. I was fortunate enough to have a closing yesterday, so I did go ahead and post about that, and it actually got a lot of um, a lot of comments and likes. and uh, so I think now it's about finding a balance between being empathetic to those that are still going through it, who have been directly impacted by COVID-19, but also appealing to those who are really interested to see what is happening with the market right now. So it's it's about balance.
1: Yeah. And a very good closing. Indeed, it was. By the way, Denise, I see some sunlight coming through your back door there. So it's yeah. daylight is breaking in California, Ooh. isn't it? lovely? <laughs> Kevin in San Francisco. So, what are your thoughts these days on social media?
5: Yeah, I, you know, I, I personally took a step back for a couple of weeks too, as I kind of decided on what my voice was going to sound like in the middle of this. Um, and we're lucky to have five closings happen in those weeks. And so, finally, coming out of it, shared that that you know, although we've been quiet and everyone's been quiet things are still happening, and that now more than ever, people's homes are very important to them. So, you know, these clients then got to use their shelter-in-place time to unpack boxes and get comfortable. Um, And, you know, I think from here on out, it's kind of shifting to And social media is very escapist for a lot of people, and we're lucky to work in a business where our product and, you know, pretty home pictures are something people like to see and engage with. And so I think that's the the new direction is um, some great architectural feature or something Mm. great about, you know, the city or market that we're in or a small business that we love in our neighborhood um, that, that make what we do really special to our clients.
1: Absolutely. Kevin. in atlanta what are your thoughts these days on social media or how it should be presented with real estate in mind
3: so i echo a lot of the comments that were uh talked about before me Um, my key point throughout all of this is being authentic i can't do anything that doesn't represent me as a brand even before anything else i do because ultimately that's what my clients are looking for um When I, when this first pandemic uh, hit in uh, mid to late March here in Atlanta, I was on fire and I had lots of closings and normally I would post something exciting about that. I opted not to say anything because I felt like it was disingenuous to a lot of people. Um, Our company has done an amazing job at really getting a message across that says we're all in this together. Um and, and posting different things, thanking a number of the uh, you know, the the first line responders. So using that as something authentic to both my brand and that of my brokerage with uh Ansley Atlanta has been awesome. But I agree um that people like to escape. So I went back when I didn't do any video and have been posting videos, and that has really kind of been a, a nice message to people like. The professionalism, the quality of work that's out there, and and allowing me
1: to rise up uh, amongst my peers, Eric. We have one minute left. What are your What are your thoughts on social media uh, in the real estate realm these days?
4: I I agree with everyone's comments previously. <laughs> you know, you don't want to necessarily sell. You 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 want to be the message of positivity and how are we going to get through this together? Uh, it's a time to let you yourself shine. And, and not be the salesperson. So I do a daily motivator every day. And before it was just, just, uh, in print. Now I actually go on video, uh, because I think people need to see, uh, you know, I'm getting dressed every day as if I'm going into the office. So I I can see that little things like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can see that, you know, here in New York, a lot of people are doing a lot of things outside of real estate, lots of food postings. And I could be guilty of that. Uh, you know, just (laughs) things that are filling up our day, cooking, eating, having a vodka here and there, whatever. All right. Anyway, we're out of time. That is our broadcast for today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, on Facebook, or Instagram at Vince Rocco. Stay home, stay safe, stay in touch. And for every reason out there these days, please be kind to one another. Thank you for listening. Good luck and be well. For all of us at Voice America all around the world, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. Goodbye, everybody.